Well, hello and welcome to the Brian Hornback Podcast. It's been a while. Matter of fact, I believe this is the first one we've done in the month of November. But we haven't missed a lot. Uh, I think I can get us caught up in about, probably in about 20 minutes. Um, so here, let's let's start out pretty quick. We never really talked about what happened with the Knoxville City Council elections. Those were on November the sec, um, November something. Okay, it was um, it was the first Tuesday in November. I believe it was the second. Yeah, it was the second of November. Um, as you remember, because uh, we had a lot of discussion about it going on, um, there was um, five candidates uh, that had been recruited by uh, Eric Wider. Uh, who is um, a licensed real estate agent who's done some political consulting uh, for political candidates, um, worked with Justin Lafferty when uh, Justin Lafferty won the state representative race out in uh, Hardin Valley. Uh, and then he worked with um, Gina Oster uh, when, when she came close on that state reps race. Um, and I'm thinking there was another race that he was involved in. But anyway, so he worked with the Scruffy City Pack. That sounds better, doesn't it? Uh, he worked with the Scruffy City Pack, which was the pack that kind of raised the money, that kind of funded the the five um, what we what what I've called the challengers. Uh, they were also endorsed by the uh, Republican Party chairman um, Daniel Herrera, and Herrera had pledged that um, that. Um, the Republicans, the, these five candidates, uh, were going to um, were going to sweep. Uh, so when you had so in the in the primary, when the city council candidate, uh, when the city council movement candidates were unsuccessful, um, the um, that let these five um, be you know be the challengers. So the incumbents, the five incumbents, kind of realizing what had happened and the fact that the Republican Party was utilizing uh, their five uh, candidates to run against the incumbents, then the incumbents then pulled, um, they didn't pull their resources together. They didn't bring their money together, but they did um, kind of campaign together. Um, they didn't have the same talking points, but they had similar talking points. Um, and so that's kind of what happened. Um, and so it was, um, uh, it was rather unique. Uh, and so, you know, it was, um, so it was really, uh, the, the challengers versus the incumbents. Um, interestingly enough, the incum the challengers, four of them all had the exact same talking points. Um, I got, I got all their, all got all their push cards, um, um, what we call rack cards, push cards, whatever you want to call it, the, the cards they give out at the doors when they're knocking on doors. Um, and they all had the same talking points. And they even said that in the later, um, later, um, uh, uh, when the Knox County Republican Party had a, had a, um, an event where the, the five spoke, uh, they said, we, we all have the same talking points. So, you know, Ultimately, what happened was the, the five incumbents all won re-election handily. Uh, the five challengers lost pretty significantly. Um, Jim Clenaris was close. Um, and I really think that if Jim Clenaris had not tied himself uh, to, the four, to, to, to the other challengers, that he may have been successful. Um, 
I think that um, Garrett Holt might have had an opportunity. Uh, if you go back four years ago, um, you, uh, you'll you see that uh, Jennifer Montgomery, uh, local realtor, uh, had challenged Gwen McKenzie. Um, she was uh, obviously Gwen represents a predominantly African-American community. Um, and and obviously Jennifer Montgomery uh, is white. Garrett Holt was white. Um, it was going to be more difficult uh, to win that predominantly um, minority um, base community. Uh, and so that was kind of what happened to Garrett. Um, you know, if anybody had asked me before all of the candidates emerged, I would have I, my my experience, which is worth exactly what you're paying for it, which is the fact that you're listening to this podcast. I would have left Tommy Smith and Andrew Roberto alone. If you go back four years ago, um, there weren't necessarily right leaning candidates against all five of these candidates. Okay. Um, Jim, uh, James Corcoran, uh, challenged Seema Singh. Um, and, uh, and, and that was in the third district, uh, in the fourth district with Lauren Ryder. She was up against Harry Tyndall, who was a former Democrat state representative, uh, and also Amelia Parker, who ran as a write-in candidate. Because if you'll remember, Harry Tyndall and um, Harry Tyndall and Amelia Parker had exactly tied, and so city council had to break that tie, and they chose Harry Tyndall over Amelia Parker. Amelia Parker then ran a write-in campaign. And then Lauren Ryder won pretty significantly. So you take those three candidates. There was not a right-leaning candidate there, whereas you had Jim Clanaris this year, right? Um, then you you look at, of course, Jennifer Montgomery would be right-leaning um, in the 6th district, okay? Uh, and then in the 1st district, uh, you had uh, Stephanie Welch, who's no longer the, the city council person there, against Rebecca Parr. Neither one of those would have been right-leaning, Um and then uh, I'm doing this by memory. Andrew Roberto had Wayne Christensen, who it could be argued was right leaning. It could be argued he was left leaning. Um, but um, but you know that, that's where that's at. So you had uh, Stephanie Welch in the first. You had Andrew Roberto in the second. You had um, Seema Singh in the third. You had um, then you had uh, Lauren Ryder in the fourth. And then in the in the sixth, you had Jennifer Montgomery and Gwen McKenzie. Hey, I did that pretty good just from remembering in my head four years ago. So again, you didn't really have, you had maybe, you could maybe say two of those were right leaning, um, both Corcoran and, and Jennifer Montgomery. Um, but um, you couldn't say that all five of those that were running, particularly Rebecca Parr, she's not right leaning. Uh, Harry Tyndall and Amelia Parker, they're not right leaning. Um, and Wayne Christensen, eh, maybe you could make that argument. Maybe you couldn't. Um, interestingly enough, uh, Mr. Christensen has moved on to Nashville now. Um, so anyway, so, you know, you really can't contrast and compare four years ago to this, this time. Uh, I think from my own perspective, and I've been pretty quiet, uh, on this issue, uh, about the Republican party and, and the candidates and all those kind of things. And, and August the 14th, uh, uh, I became a, a member of the Republican State Executive Committee representing the State Senate District 6. So I have a position on the um, County Executive Committee. So again, from August 14th to current, I really tried to stay fairly well neutral. The field was set. Um, and so it was not my place to criticize the current chairman. 
criticize the party's positions. I did work hard, uh, or I, I did cast votes on the county executive committee honoring the commitment that they made, and that commitment was to support these four or five. Now, in the general, uh, I had um, both uh, a supporter of Gwen McKenzie's that advertised her campaign on my on my website, brianhornback.com, and Seema Singh also advertised on brianhornback.com. And I appreciate both those those fine ladies for advertising on brianhornback.com. And, you know, I don't necessarily reject ads unless I have a fundamental disagreement uh, with someone and don't support what they stand for or the positions they take then I can make that decision because, you know, the, the blog is an LLC, it's a business, and I can make those decisions if I choose to. Uh, I really haven't had to do that in the past. have no problem doing it if I have to. But anyway, so we move on. Uh, those, folks will be sworn, those folks will be sworn back in. Uh, Tommy Smith uh, will get a full four-year term now. Uh, Andrew Roberto will be sworn in again. Um, Seema Singh will be sworn in again. Lauren Ryder will be sworn in again. And uh, Vice Mayor Gwen McKenzie will be sworn in again. So those those five folks will now have um, a four for another four year term. Uh, four of them: this, the Roberto, Singh, uh, Ryder, and Gwen McKenzie will have another four year term. Tommy Smith will get a four year term because he obviously went in after Stephanie Welch resigned to go to work for Mayor King Cannon. So a lot of people are automatically saying, hey, let's talk about uh, the mayor's race. Let's talk about the other four races, which is the, the three at largest and then the fifth uh, city council district. But those are in 2023. So let's not jump that far. So what's happened in November uh, politically? Uh, politically here in Knoxville, Knox County, a lot of folks have started, uh, folks who are running for uh, county office next year have already started uh, having some some kickoffs, uh, some fundraisers um, started out the month um, with, uh, and again, I'm doing this by memory. So if I forgot you, please forgive me. Um, but Judd Davis, uh, who's running for general sessions court judge division two, that's the position that uh, general sessions judge Jeff Emery is going to retire on December 31st. So County commission in the month of December, which is, I'm recording this on, on the night. I, I say the night because if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see it's dark out my window. Um, but um, County Commission will be interviewing in December and will be making an appointment, uh, I guess, until September 1st because the primary is May the 3rd and then the uh, general election is in August. But anyway, Judd Davis had his campaign kickoff and fundraiser. Sharon Frankenberg. Uh, Judd Davis works in, in as an assistant district attorney in District Attorney uh, General Sharm uh, Allen's office uh, and has been there for a number of years. Uh, he's running on the Republican primary, as is uh, Knox County Magistrate Sharon Frankenberg. Um, so both of them had their campaign kickoffs and I assume fundraisers. Um, Chancellor Eddie Pridemore, he had uh, his campaign kickoff and fundraiser. Um, and then uh, Kim Frazier, who's uh, challenging uh, Devin Driscoll for the county commission seat that Justin Biggs serves on today. That's that's seat 11. Uh, that's an at-large uh, county commission seat. And um, it's um, Justin Biggs is running for trustee. He's worked in that office for a number of years, more than more than 12 or 15 years. 
And so he's running for trustee because Ed Schaus is term limited. Uh, so his seat's open. So uh, Kim Frazier's kicking off her, has kicked off hers. Uh, and then um, Devin Driscoll will kick off his in the next week or so. Uh, and so, uh, she had a big crowd at Bridgewater place and his event is in Hardin Valley. Uh, it's a, um, it's going to also benefit toys for tots, um, asking people to bring toys, um, uh, for him to then turn over to toys for tots for the, for the holidays. Um, trying to think, oh, also judge Bill Ayler, uh, our circuit court, um, judge division three, I believe. He uh, had his kickoff also at Bridgewater Place, um, not the same night as Kim Frazier, but he had a phenomenal crowd, phenomenal crowd. And uh, thanks to Judge Ayler's um, campaign, they're advertising with me. Uh, thanks for November, December, and January. They're doing a Thanksgiving, Christmas, and a New Year's ad, and so I appreciate that. Uh, also, uh, worthy of note is uh, – Knox County Mayor Glenn Jacobs has kicked off his campaign. He had an event out at, a, I guess it's going to be an annual event. It was the first annual uh, fall festival out at Oaks Farm in Corrington. Uh, and so he had that event. And so he's kicked off his event, his campaign for next year. Uh, no announced opponents against both Judge Ayler and uh, Knox County Mayor Glenn Jacobs. Um, not sure that it would be smart on anybody to challenge either one of them. Uh, but, uh, the only one, the only judges that I, that I know, and there's a bunch of judges in Knox County, if you haven't, uh, and we'll run down that list at some point, but I only know of three judicial challenges next year. Okay. Uh, Chancellor Eddie Pridemore, he, um, was the Republican that defeated the Democrat, uh, Chancellor Daryl Fanzler eight years ago. Uh, and by the way, he's on my website, uh, in full disclosure, but, uh, he's been challenged by Knoxville attorney Dino Cole and also by um, former law director Bud Armstrong, um, and so um, that both uh, so that race is a three-way Republican primary race. No Democrats have announced yet. Very few Democrats have announced, but I suspect Matt Shears and the Knox County Democrat Party is working hard to uh, come up with candidates for all these races. Okay, but um, the other so that's that's the chancellor uh, one of the one of the three chancellor positions. Then in the um, no known challengers in the circuit in the circuit courts yet, and there's four circuit courts. Uh, there's three, and then the fourth one is the family court. Uh, and then uh, we have a criminal court, those three judges, no known challengers to those three. Uh, and then we have five general sessions judges, okay? I do know that we have uh, two of those uh, uh, judges uh, positions that there is uh, some contest. And uh, – in Division Two, which is the one that I just mentioned, Jeff Emery is retiring on December 31st. Uh, again, as, as I mentioned, Judd Davis, Sharon Frankenberger in the Republican primary, Sarah Keith, who also works in um, Sharm Allen's District Attorney General Sharm Allen's uh, office. She's a Democrat, so she'll be running against uh, whoever is the Republican nominee in August. Uh, so that's why it's till September 1st, uh, whoever county commission appoints in December. Um and I think the deadline for turning in your application or your resume or your letter of interest to the commission, I think that's already passed. But if you're a lawyer and you're interested, you might check out the county commission website or call the commission office at the first of the week. Um, and the first week would be November 29th. Um, but um, and then also in uh, general sessions, uh, Judge Division five is um, Tony Stansberry. 
and he's being challenged by lawyer uh, Steve Weiner. Um, I hope I said that right, Steve. Um, and so that sets up a kind of our judicial. No one has announced against um, Charles Susano, the circuit court clerk. No one has announced against Mike Hammond, the criminal court clerk. No one has announced against Sharm Allen, our district attorney general. No one has announced against our public defender. So then that kind of leaves us then with um, the county clerk, the one that takes your money for your um, for your license and your and gives you your marriage certificates and all that kind of stuff. That's Sherry Witt. No one's announced against her. No one's announced against uh, Nick McBride, the registered deeds. No one's announced. Uh, now, Justin Biggs, uh, as I mentioned earlier, is running for trustee. Uh, no one has announced. Well, there was somebody that had announced as a Republican, but then they've gone quiet. So I don't know what's going on there. But it, basically, Justin's the only one that's really raised money and really done anything as far as the campaign. Um, sheriff, we have uh, the current uh, occupant of the sheriff's office, Tom Spangler, and we have the um, most recent former sheriff, Jimmy J.J. Jones, who is uh, running for that position again, or has announced his intent, and they've both raised more than $100,000 at this point. Uh, so that's going to be an interesting race to watch. Uh, so that'll be next year in the, in the primary. Um, obviously, I already mentioned the mayor's race. Uh, no one's announced against him. So I think that's about all of them. I might have missed one or two, uh, but I, I think I kind of covered them all. Um, and so, again, I'm doing this just by memory. I uh, don't have the list in front of me. But um, anyway, it's going to be an interesting year. Again, the primary the primaries on May the 3rd, and then the uh, the general is in all, the first Thursday in August. Uh, obviously, we do have school board races coming up. Uh, I think we got four of those, maybe five. Um, yeah, there's five of them. Um, and the interesting part about that is that the legislature in their infinite wisdom, um, said that we should, uh, make those partisan elections instead of nonpartisan. Uh, and I put a blog post up not too long ago on brianhornback.com that talked about the history of that. So go back and look at that, uh, because we had partisan elections for school board and school superintendent before 1992, after the, after the, uh, after the, um, the, law changed in 92 that overhauled education uh that changed and so uh obviously uh, we now have nonpartisan elections for school board legislature says that we can have partisan elections but i think the republican chairman says we're going to the democrat chairman says he's going to talk to his people first uh and so you know we don't know how that's going to shake out yet it has cost us to lose one school board member and that's virginia babb she says she's not a republican she's not a democrat and she didn't and she i guess she's been told that um it would be futile for her to run as an independent and so she's not going to run again uh which which is kind of sad um you know because i think babb while i might not agree with her on 50 percent of the items 30 percent of that whatever they are uh i thought she did a good job i thought she was conscientious she wasn't there's there's at least one or two on the on the on the commission that they identify as Republican, but um, they've been on there for a term or two. And it's like, they don't, I don't know. Anyway, I'm close to 20 minutes. I'll get into that later. Remind me to talk about the school board at a later date. Cause that, that could take a whole nother 20 minutes. But anyway, I apologize that I've been kind of down uh, for the last month, but uh, we're coming back. I'm coming back fast and furious. There's no, we, I say we a lot. I think that's just the politician in me. Anyway, 
I'm coming back fast and furious. We're going to be, I'm going to be on here on a, on a more regular basis. And, um, I thank you for tuning in. Uh, I ask you to go check out brownhornback.com. Uh, check out the stories, try to get something up on a regular basis. Uh, and, uh, appreciate those, those folks that advertise on there and support me and support my, my, um, alternative journalism uh that i provide and uh, it's been going on for 17 plus years be 18 years in august so uh it's uh it's been a good ride uh and it's going to continue for some time contrary to what a lot of folks would like to think all right so y'all have a great time i uh, hope you had a good thanksgiving and um look forward to talking to y'all again real soon <laughs>